the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good morning to you. I'm sitting in the dark here in Cabot, other than I've got the light of my cell phone and of an emergency light that I have a couple of around the house so that if the power goes out like it has this morning, uh, you can see when you're walking, so you're not walking in, in pitch black. But bottom line right now, I don't know how much of Cabot is affected but sometime during the evening, and uh, the, the power went out, uh, Linda said she heard the fan go off, which I keep going in my room all the time, and uh, it went off about a little over an hour ago. So we're, we've been evidently without power for a little over an hour. So I'll wait for the people from uh, the electric company to get out and fix that. I don't know how bad it is. Uh, we got a couple of substations out here. I don't know if it affected them or it's just a generator uh, or, uh, or you know, something uh, that's local. So we'll just wait for them. I'm sure that they're, they're hard at work. I feel sorry for those people at this you know, during times like this because it is bitter cold here in Cabot. According to my phone, we're at 2 degrees right now with no wind chill. So that's good that there's no wind chill. But it's two degrees out. That's got to set a record, I'm sure, for this area. Um, I was talking to my son over uh, a little outside of Oklahoma City yesterday, and the wind chill the night of uh, Saturday was 26 below zero. But it is it's flat, as we all know, in Oklahoma. That that's why everybody's feet are so big in Oklahoma to keep them from blowing over. Uh, and <laughs> they're, they're out on the plains out there. It's cold on the plains, and it's cold down in Texas. Elizabeth is here. She's by phone from Conway. How are things in Conway there, Elizabeth? Uh, they're about zero degrees, but we do have power. We have underground utilities in our neighborhood. Um, I don't see anything on KATV or THV 11 about massive power outages. Um I'm trying to look up your area to see if I can find something here to give you a little more information. They do say on both of these news uh, sites that power companies are asking people to conserve energy. Um, I'm sure that's because they'd really rather not have massive outages on top of what they may already have. Yeah, think, um, about, think about this. We wouldn't have to worry about that if we had all coal-fired generators, now would we? Think about how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about how that works. In Texas, 
what, yeah. we have two, three million people without power? Yeah, because the wind turbines froze up. The wind turbines froze up. Yeah. Alternative energy is not working out. Yeah, not working so much right now. This is the stuff that people like myself have been warning people about. You know, it, this alternative energy stuff is really, really nice, except when it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> we're, when it doesn't where work. we're at. Yeah, that's about how we are right now. You know, that's the way things are. I'm sitting here. I saw the picture of the of the roof with the solar panels covered with ice, and it yep. says, you know, solar power zero, fossil yep. fuel one. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I've wondered about it. Um, I'm looking at an outage map, and it does show some, I'd say, sporadic or, or, you know, it's not showing major outages in that area. So I hope that's a good thing well, for getting not, power back on quickly in your area. What's funny is that all of our our uh, power is underground here in, in uh, our area. Mm-hmm. There's no, none mm-hmm. above, but we're out of power right now. I don't know if a branch fell off somewhere and, and took it out elsewhere, and then we're on that particular line, but I'm sure that they're out working on it, trying to get it done. I am not with uh, uh, who's the big uh, energy guys here? Is that you've uh, got energy? You've got First Electric yeah, Cooperative. I'm, Which one? I'm, I'm on First Electric. Okay, well, let me look at that outage map because I've got an outage map here in front of me. No, okay, um, great. Yeah, you know. Um, let's see, what are we looking at? I've never seen one of these maps before. We've got a red dot there. In your Cabot. area. Yeah, well, that would be... Habit. That means it's a hot spot. There's a problem. <laughs> yeah, there's something going on. Obviously, we knew this, right? <laughs> yeah, we knew something was going to happen. Yeah, give me a little time to check out the key yeah, and figure fine. out what this map's trying to tell us, and I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, you can do that. That's good. I'm, uh, I am I want to pass on a few things to everybody. Uh, number one, you should be dripping your faucet. Uh, turn on your faucet so they drip, because it is bitter cold. And we typically do not expect this type of weather. And because of that, uh, pipes are not as insulated in our part of the country as they are in other parts. So keep the water dripping so that you'll make sure that your pipes don't freeze, at least not for right now. And, uh, you know, there's the problem we got here is that uh, we don't have any heat. And uh, that can cause a problem later on, but I'm sure they'll get the the power back on, at least okay. again, fingers crossed they will here within the next hour or two. Uh, secondly, you have, go ahead. I'm sorry, what county are you in? I'm in Lone Oak. Is it Lone Oak? Okay, sure. you do have about 2,700 folks out of power. It is localized in the area. It's not widespread across that whole area of the state, so that's uh-huh. a good thing. Yeah, that is a good uh, thing. Looks like, yeah, it looks like in your area maybe 500 people. So, again, that's a good thing because they'll go after the largest bang for the buck. They'll try to fix the largest outage areas first Uh if they can. Okay, so that's good. I'm figuring I'm out, and I sit on top of a ridge looking down on uh, Greystone. And I don't know if Greystone's out or not, but if they are, I'm sure they're scrambling to fix that up. That's all the high-end houses. Help me out here. Where are you off of Old Mountain Spring Road? Uh, I'm on Highway 5. On Highway 5, because yeah. they have all the outages listed here with, um, with re, you know, uh, restoration dates. 
So let me look a little more. I'll find out for you here, sir. Well, you, you know my you know my address, so go ahead and look go. and see if you can find it. <laughs> it. Looks like they're looking to have you try to have you all back on in your area by around 8 a.m. That's good news. Yep, that's, I said good two news. hours. Let's see. Here's another area. That's not too long from now. No, no, so, couple hours. If you're in the Cabot area, you know it's coming fast. Coming yep. back on. Just know that they're out working. They're always working out out here uh, doing that. All right, Elizabeth, let's get a break in real quickly. We'll come back and talk. The weather is the main issue right now. Here in Cabot, it is three degrees. It is very, very bitter cold, especially for this area of the United States. In fact, it has just dropped to two degrees now here in, uh, in Cabot. Looking at around the area, uh, Hot Springs is at three below zero. Conway is at, I've got you at two. Little Rock is at two. So that's what we're looking at right now across our area. It's cold. Uh, power outages are hitting around all over the place. Know that your power company is working to reestablish power as quickly as they can. We'll take a break. We'll have more coming your way here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, you know, this is what I warned everybody about, wishing for snow. You start wishing for snow and you get and you get it, and then what you get is not what you were wishing for, really. It's a lot worse than that. And uh, we're looking at here in Cabot, we had about six inches. I was just talking to Heidi, and she said they, she thought maybe they got close to eight inches where she's at by the station. Uh, so uh, we are all locked down, basically. Uh, I highly recommend you stay off the highways. They are probably right now a solid sheet of ice. Yeah, I know it looks like nice, just fluffy snow on top. It might be, but underneath that snow, I bet you it is ice out there. So uh, be careful. If you have to get out and go somewhere, okay. I read a, an article from, uh, from somebody on Facebook last night saying, uh, do not try to go down 89 in Cabot, that it was uh, in miserable condition, especially if it was a rear-wheel drive car. Front-wheel drive pull you through that snow somewhat, but rear-wheel trying to push you through it, uh, I'm sure it's pretty hard to control it. Don't forget about PI roofing. Uh, they're not going to come out and walk your roof today, I'm telling you that. But at least uh, some problems that you could be having because of of this bitter cold is ice dams on your roof, uh, uh, you know, the, the big uh, contractions that you have on your roof uh, that can cause cracks in different substances that keep your, your home water tight. If you see any, any kind of discoloration on the ceiling in your home, uh, you know, call them, set them up, get on the list, get on the line. Uh, so that they can come out as soon as they can when they can get out to your home and get ready to fix this up because, uh, you know, cold can do a lot of of damage as well as extreme heat, uh, as well as a limb falling on your roof, all kinds of things that can cause you a problem for your roof. PI Roofing is ready uh, to take care of it. Their number is 707 3551 707 uh, If uh, you called right now, you would just uh, uh, turn around and 
and uh, and leave a message, and they'll be back in touch with you. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551, or on the Internet at piroofing.com. Uh, uh, Elizabeth is here. Are you hooked back up with us, Elizabeth? I am. You, you mentioned are. the roads. Uh, IDriveArkansas.com is a great source. And, of course, we're showing almost all the major, well, all the major highways in central Arkansas have orange. That says it means it's slow. I would say more than that. I-40 West is closed north of Conway because it says it's impassable. And there's stalled stalled vehicle on the road out toward Lone Oak. Um, we have a little bit of green down south of Arkadelphia a little bit, uh, but then as soon as you hit Texas, it turns orange again. Yeah. So, and of course, up in the Fayetteville area and all around in there, um, yeah, it's Arkansas doesn't see this sort of thing regularly at all. Well, I, I really feel sorry for the people in Texas. That whole state has been impacted. I talked to my daughter last night. She lives in San Antonio. And uh, they were around eight degrees uh, last night, and they had uh, about three to five inches of snow on the ground. Now, if you don't think, you know, we don't have snow removing equipment worth beans, you should get down in southern Texas. Uh, oh, not at all. They not don't at have all. any at all. You know, you just you just sit there and wait for it to melt. Basically, if you're there, uh, they even had snow all the way down in Houston. Uh, it was it was below 10 degrees in in Brownsville, which is, of course, right on the border with Mexico. So that gives you an idea how strong uh, this front was uh, that came through our area. Now, luckily, it's historic. Yeah. Luckily for a lot of us, I'm sitting here in my uh, dining room and I'm seeing that it's starting to lighten out lighten up out there so uh the snowpocalypse at least you'll be able to look out your window and see it again later on today know that they're calling for more snow uh in our area between uh this afternoon through all of tomorrow they're saying we may get as much as another six inches of snow uh, across the area so uh, whatever we got on the ground ain't where it's going to end at but i'll let you know something nice Sunday, they're saying it's going to be 50 degrees. <laughs> yeah, so, Arkansas just, in the winter. <laughs> yeah, it may only take a little while, and finally it will melt off. But it did take a while to melt some of this off. And always remember this, whatever melts during the day will refreeze at night. And, and the uh, next morning, it's treacherous. Yeah, oh. the, bad, the bad part of uh, getting around on that is going to be it becomes dark ice at that time uh and that's right because of that you won't be able to see it until you're on it and when you get on it it's too late <laughs> you know that's why if you can wait if you can wait you know on those days that we're going to have above freezing temperatures and the cars are going to go out wait yeah. for everybody else to go out for a while and then the roads will be a little more clear and once yeah. that slush starts up then you probably should be you know, significantly better off. But still in all, if you don't have to go out, don't. Yeah, stay where you're at. Hopefully you ran, you went to, down. Wa- went to Walmart and got your milk and bread for milk sandwiches. So uh, you, you'll be <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, bananas, bananas are out, man. 
They're basically out. Yeah, Did you know that? You can't find bananas right now. My girlfriend called and said, you can't get bananas. They're gone. And yep. The grocery store told her it goes with the milk and the bread. I never I never knew. I went out. I'm uh, missing out. <laughs> I went out. What was it today? It says Tuesday, so it must have been Sunday because I knew that the snow was coming in. And I ran out to get a couple things. You know what they did not have at the Walmart here in Cabot? Uh, the big Walmart. Now, I'm talking about the big Walmart. There was not a Diet Coke to be had. You know. You know. Not one. That's something. I'd be willing to bet the marijuana stores did really well the last few days as well. <laughs> I mean, they had their they had their highest sale day ever on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, that doesn't surprise and, and me. And they've had higher sales all through the uh, pandemic since people have been home. That's been in the news. <laughs> and the liquor stores, now that, you know, you can deliver. Uh, yeah, that right? always works with the liquor stores, man. I'm just telling you, liquor stores, you know, you can't <laughs> do without your beer or your whiskey. I'm just saying, you got to have something. you got to be able to have a beer once in a while. Uh, I'll be a frank. I've got, I think i got three Ultras in my refrigerator. <laughs> You can put them outside in the snow, man. I can I can just sit them in my garage. <laughs> my garage there you is go. all gone cold, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, the, the 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 weather is nasty out. We'll have uh, the Bible guys best of next hour, just so you'll know. Um, I just uh, talked with all of them. They're all in good shape. I I haven't heard from Billy. It could be that Billy is without power because he lives out in this area as well. So I'll wait and see if I hear anything from him. Uh, Pastor Scott just texted me and said, Ouch, sorry to hear that you're without power. Stay warm. I'm doing my best, Pastor. I'm doing my Absolutely. best. Absolutely. I've got on Absolutely. my I got on one of my uh, my hoodies and and I've got a shirt on underneath that. I'm keeping warm. I got my my hands firmly in embedded in my marsupial pouch as i like to call it so i'm I'm, okay. staying, I'm staying as warm as i possibly can let's talk a little bit more you got a story now what is it saying on uh, the on the news wires about texas and these frozen uh turbines that they've got out on the plains well you know first of all i really didn't understand that texas has got uh let's see where was it here it says here about 20% of the net electricity generated in Texas is renewable energy. Yep. You know, the second largest source of energy. And it says 23% of state power supplies. Well, okay, so right now we have two and a half to three and a half million people without power because the wind turbines are frozen. Yeah, they froze up. The ones that are unfrozen are going higher and faster, but of course that's not going to make up for the difference. Nope, if they're not so, turning, they're not making electricity. That's they're not for, turning. Everybody got to understand about renewables. You know, sun's really good, but if the sun ain't shining, it's not making uh, energy. And uh, that picture you said you saw of the, uh, uh, you know, solar panels covered in ice and snow, that's a perfect example yeah. of what we're talking about. Now, uh, a person who's out there that's all about renewables will say, batteries, batteries. They don't have enough batteries to hold that much power. They just don't have it. We don't have that type of technology yet. That's why I've always talked about this and said, yeah, go ahead and develop all kinds of alternatives, but don't, you know, don't depend on those as being your main power source uh, because they're not going to work all the time. That's where 
fossil fuels. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love well, fossil we have, fuels. Well, we have rotating power outages now in Texas, also in California, I heard over the weekend, and in California, you know, I mean, our President Trump said this about this, remember? In California, they actually said to people, try not to use your energy at night. Yeah. Yeah. They actually it's, told people that. And I had, yeah. I don't know that they're telling all Texans that yet, but they have rotating power outages expected to last through Tuesday morning. Um, they're not, they're not making up the difference with the faster spinning leftover turbines. So they've got a huge number of people without power as well. This is a huge wallop. It's going to be in the news for a long time to come. As you said, the South doesn't, isn't prepared for this kind of thing. And I think it's going to point out this, this fallacy about renewable energy. I'd like to know how many plows we have uh, in the state of, in the state of Arkansas, especially for instance, up here in Lodon County. Uh, I gotta believe it's not that many. I doubt it's not that many as far as that's concerned. But look, I'm looking at the time says that we got to get ready for a break here, uh, Elizabeth. Yep. So you you hold on. We'll pick it up when we come back. Uh, you know, it's, I'm looking oh. at right now. We got about 15 seconds. We'll give you the news. Then uh, Elizabeth and I will return at about 35, and we got about 25 minutes uh, more live programming that we're going to do. Heidi, I keep you up on anything important. Well, I haven't talked to Chuck today because he's not been in. But it will be interesting to see if uh, we have any of our cleaning certificates still left for St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. They uh, were going fast, uh, I heard, on Friday. So um, I'll tell you if we have any left But uh, tomorrow. But if you want to call in today and you want to get your house deep cleaned later on this week or next week, maybe next week, because they're... You know, when they tell you on, on, the, on the weather uh, that there's a possibility of four inches more of snow or more, uh, that tells you it's a crapshoot. They're not sure what's going to happen, and they just know we're going to get snow. They're not sure how much it's going to be. But uh, anyway, St. Clarity, when they can get to your house, will deep clean it, and it'll be good for about a month. And uh, your house will be sparkling and will be just as clean as a whistle. Uh, they'll actually do something that I hate to do, and that is dust. Uh, and I, I just do not like the dust. I, I got all kinds of uh, of gifts and stuff that I've been given over the career of my time in radio. And, uh, and I got books, as you can probably imagine. I read a lot of books. And uh, you got to take all of that off the shelves to be able to to uh, the dust. I do that about twice a year is what I do uh, as far as dusting. Uh, and when I dust, it's it's pretty pathetic because then I got to run the sweeper and everything because all that dust is in the air and it's nasty. And it makes you sneeze and wheeze and all the rest. I don't do well in dust, but that's the way it is. So anyway, uh, St. Clarity will take care of all of that for you. Uh, they'll come out, check out your house. Now, Typically, it's $200 for a home that's up to 1,500 square foot, uh, and it's $300 uh, for a home that's 1,500 square foot up to 2,500 square foot. Uh, You can get a certificate uh, from 1011 FM, the answer, 
for half of that. So uh, to do your home, uh, if it's up to 1,500 square foot, just 100 bucks. And if it's, uh, you know, over 15, goes up to uh, 2,500, you're looking at, uh, you know, 150 bucks. Just call Chuck uh, today uh, after 9 o'clock at 404-6560, 404-6560, and say, hey, I need one of them there, you know, cleaning certificates Dave's been talking about. I do know that we were down to like six of them left uh, Thursday, so I don't know how many are left now uh, as we moved out of uh, last week. So uh, give them a call. Well, it's heating up here in Cabot. We're up to three degrees now. We moved from two to three here in the last uh, few minutes. So uh, <laughs> keep keep that uh, in mind as well. Elizabeth is with us. You were talking about the wind turbines. Now, I saw a meme just a moment ago. I was reading it to Elizabeth, and it said uh, it was a picture of a helicopter hovering over a wind turbine. And I don't know. This could be doctored. It may be. Uh, I'm just saying it's a meme uh, that uh, and they're spraying a chemical on it like they would spray on the wings of an aircraft to de-ice it. And uh, it says, uh, you know, uh, there's a a helicopter running on fossil fuels, spraying a substance on the wind turbine made out of fossil fuels. And the wind turbine, of course, was made out of fossil fuels. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to unfreeze it. And it, it just, in, in, you know, basically you could just say only in America. It, it's, it's, it, this is what everybody talks about and nobody wants to give any credit to. And that is fossil fuels, even if they make all the cars electric and all the rest, there are so many things that are made out of fossil fuels. If there's plastic on your car, that was made by fossil fuels. If you got plastic in your home, that was made by fossil fuels. This whole thing of we're going to do without fossil fuels, folks, right now, that is a pipe dream, a huge, huge uh, pipe dream. And if you're from the Sierra Club, feel free to call me. That, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to you. But just know that... Uh, getting being completely fossil fuel undependent by they're saying 2035 unless science comes up with something amazing and i'm not saying they can't that's why i always said everybody was saying we're running out of gas i said ain't going to happen you watch some technology to figure out a way of of getting the last drop that may be out there uh, and the bottom line is that's exactly what happened. They went from, from uh, you know, we're, we're in gray oil time now that we're in bright oil time as long as, you know, Biden lets us dr- drill for it, uh, that fracking does that. that, that they were able to make that happen. So anyway, just keep that all in mind, if you would. So you said what about 20? You said about how many people in Texas are without power because the winter? They say between two and a half and two and a half and three and a half million people. And now they have rolling outages because they're trying to, of course, you know, recover and and conserve what they have for the people that need the power. So it's a it's a situation. They have the same thing in California. They're having rolling power outages and asking people, don't use your power at night because we're so dependent on solar power. Yeah. Um, 
we were energy independent under President Trump. We were very close to to really turning the the corner on that. Not only that, but gasoline prices have gone up, what, 30 percent, 40 percent in the last month. They're going to go up higher. They're going to go up higher because Texas is frozen in right now. And guess where most of the gas comes from? It comes from Texas. So it comes out of the Gulf. The Gulf brings it in. But I'm I'm going to tell you what, they bring it right up through Texas. And those truckers and those pipelines uh, are going to be going as fast as they can. But this uh, cold, bitter weather will have a, a, a detrimental effect. I expect to see... Gas prices probably edge up to 250, maybe 260 mark uh, during this yeah. week, and then they'll come back down again. Because, like I said, yeah. Monday of next week it's supposed to be 50 degrees again. That's good news. Now, there's another piece of good news at the moment, yeah. and you've said this before. Uh, the legislature is not meeting at this moment. That's right. You don't They're have to hold on. Not meeting today. You don't have, you don't to, have hold to hold on, on to your wallet. wallet. That's right. Don't have to hold on to it. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm looking uh, the first day that we will be above, at freezing or above, is Friday. It will Friday. be 32 degrees on Friday. 32, uh, 37, hopefully, on Saturday, 42 on Sunday. They've backed it off a little bit on Monday to just 48. But on Tuesday, a week from today, it's supposed to be partly cloudy and 59 degrees. (laughs) Isn't that Arkansas for you? Yeah, that really, really is. And And it's supposed to stay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's always in this. It's always this time of year, January, February. Yeah, February is typically weather. our bad month. It typically tends to be our our bad month. Now, in December, uh, when we're in the winter time, typically it's thunderstorms and tornadoes that we've had. We haven't tornadoes. had we haven't had really bad tornadoes here recently. In December, I remember, uh, I guess about six years ago, we had that really big tornado. That went through uh, out there towards, um, oh, where was it, uh, out to by 64. Uh, and, uh, You're thinking of the Valonia one here in Bonner County. No, 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 not Valonia. No? This, this was out in, the, out in the sticks out there. was when I was trying to, to build a, a home out there and couldn't because there were no, oh, dear. No, uh, no, no homes that were similar enough that they could, they could, uh, Say, well, yeah, it would cost this much to build it, Dave. And so uh, I was told that uh, they would only finance 20% of it. So I had to come up with the other 80%. Uh, no, these fallouts from, from natural disasters, you wouldn't think that you wouldn't be able to buy a home because there was a storm. You know, you know I wanna give you, I'm going to give everybody some really good news. About the 23rd, which is next Tuesday, all the way to the beginning of March. Now, don't go running out to Home Depot and Lowe's and start buying (laughs) potting soil, okay? Anyway, because it's not going to be spring yet, but it's going to be in the upper 50s. The rest of the month. Lord, isn't that like Arkansas? And you're you're just you're just chomping at the bit. Yeah, I love getting out. Did everybody? You know, I hope everybody saw snow. my meme. I sent my meme out. And it was of my. It was of my uh, uh, 
deck outside and it covered in snow and it said i'm dreaming of 95 degrees and uv of a of number nine to ten so i can be laying back out on my deck again that's exactly i look see i i lived in this kind of stuff for 27 years up in uh, outside of chicago in northwest indiana uh, out you know in the gary area and i'm still thawing out from this stuff this is this was my worst nightmare. <laughs> Getting up in the morning and looking outside, and I went, "Oh my God, I'm in Hammond, Indiana again." <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, my husband came here and said that he enjoys the weather here better than New York State, where he grew up. Yeah, he's like reason. I am. Yeah, I've had. You know? He likes cold weather, but he doesn't care for the snow and ice so much. No, me neither. I I don't mind cold weather if it is here like for five hours and then leaves um you know, <laughs> like the, it typically does in arkansas yeah the key is this you know you can put more clothes on but you can you know to get to get warm to a point and then you look like the kid in uh, it's a christmas story <laughs> and you fall down and, man, yeah. and, and, you, and you can't get back up <laughs> you can't get up I've been that way as a kid. I was that way, man. I remember people may remember these boots. You put the boots on and they had the metal, the metal snaps the on the front of them, the buckles. Yeah. On them. Boy, I hated those because getting them off was a pain. They'd get packed with yep. snow. They would get frozen. And then you had to wait till your feet would thaw out a little bit. So you could take your boots off. And when you went to school, school they wouldn't let you scoot down the hallway or anything from from research <laughs> uh, you know from recess so you, you're you're there doing the potty dance you know in class because <laughs> you got to go to the bathroom but you can't take your boots off take your boots off yeah until you get them off you can't make your way to the bathroom it's just crazy well, it's crazy stuff you live with when you're when you're up in that area and and people there, I mean, this this cold is actually deadly. It's brutal for yeah, we'll most you. of Arkansas because people here are not used to this. So even if you're bundled up like the kid, you don't need to be out in it. You just don't. It's too cold. It's not. It's not sustainable. Thirty minutes or so when it's this cold, when it's near zero, thirty minutes you could get frostbite. You could be in big trouble. So, you know, you got to be careful about that. You know, I just thought about this. We'd be remiss if we didn't recognize Les Ables Temporales. This is Mardi Gras. It is. Today is Mardi Gras. Yay. Can I say that I wonder if they're having Mardi Gras parades today? Well, if you go to (laughs) NOLA.com, what you'll find is they have something called Mardi Gras for all y'all. And they're not doing a lot of parades, but what they are doing is what they call house floats. Instead of having floats in the street, these people are decorating their homes as if they were Mardi Gras floats. And there are pictures all over. N-O-L-A stands for New Orleans, Louisiana. N-O-L-A dot com. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, today's Mardi Gras. Tomorrow's Lent. There's more people. There's more ways to skin a cat, all right? I mean, if you want to party, you can party. I'm just saying. All right, we got to get a break in. No, they're not going to miss the party. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. It's three degrees here in Cabot. Looking at uh, the temperature around the area, let me give you what I have for you so <clears throat> I can tell you what you're looking at outside. Uh, in Conway right now, I've got two degrees, 
Hot Springs, man, you are the coldest place by far. It is five below zero in Hot Springs. Little Rock is at one. So uh, just pick someplace close to those and know it's cold outside. Let me warn you about one last thing. A lot of snow has fallen in uh, some areas up to eight inches. It was a wet snow. So it's starting to freeze now. You, you have to get through the crest on top uh, to be able to get to this, the real snow shovelable underneath of it. Be careful. You're, not, you're lifting a lot of weight with each shovel full of snow because there's such a high water content that uh, if you have any kind of health problems, don't do it. I'm just telling you. It will tax you like you've never been taxed before. Up north during this tart, uh, time, they call this a heart attack snow because people would get out and yeah. start shoveling it and would have uh, a major infraction of their heart. So take it easy if you're going to try to do that. Just my, my suggestion to you, just wait till next Tuesday and it'll all be gone. It, it, it will have already left. Uh, the area. All right, let me talk a little bit about David Lucas Financial. Uh, I know that right now the weather is the big news story for everybody. We're all trying to get around. If uh, we can get around, probably can't. Uh, Some people, like myself, are without power right now, and we're waiting for the power to come back on so that we can get back to some normalcy in in our lives. But you need to be thinking about retirement as well. Uh, retirement seems like it's a long way away. Well, let me tell you, over the weekend, on Monday, uh, yesterday, in fact, I celebrated my 68th birthday. I never thought I'd see 68, but I've seen 68 now. And uh, I'm looking at my retirement in a couple of years. And I have been preparing somewhat for it, probably not as well as I wish I had, uh, because of the one downturn we had uh, at the end of the Bush administration into the Obama administration. But the bottom line is this. You've got to prepare. And to prepare, you've got to know the right questions to be asking yourself and somebody that what they do is prepare, help you prepare for, uh, you know, retirement, like David Lucas. Uh, he's got a brochure out uh, dealing with about 31 questions you should be be answering about your retirement. So here's what I suggest that you do. Go to davidlucasfinancial.com, davidlucasfinancial.com, and ask for a copy. You'll see it right there on, on the landing page. Uh, ask for them to send you a copy of that. Be one of the first 10 people to send in a, a request, and you'll get it absolutely free. It will save you a lot of heartache down the road. That's davidlucasfinancial.com. And we're down to about five minutes left here in this uh, this hour. Know that you can keep your radio turned right here to 101.1 FM, The Answer. Uh, we'll have a best of Bible guys coming up. But if anything happens that needs to be reported, Heidi is at the station. Uh, they do have heat there. They do have power and uh, she will report on anything that you need to know on. If there's something bad on the highways, she'll jump on. Just let me tell you that right now you shouldn't be on the highways if you if you can keep from it. It's not the it's not the main thoroughfares that are the worst and they're bad. Uh, it's the side roads right now because we don't have the snow removal equipment to move the snow from there. 
uh, just know that uh, you should stay home. But Heidi will keep you up on that if something happens, as well as uh, news about power outages and things of that nature that are affecting large uh, areas. Uh, If you're in Cabot, uh, Elizabeth reported that she went on the the website uh, for First Electric and basically said that uh, around 8 to 10 o'clock this morning, for us who are without power, is when we can expect uh, that the power will probably pop back on. It's been out uh, in my area since 4 o'clock this morning, so, uh, you know, it's starting to get a little a little bit cool inside my house, but it's nowhere near what it is outside. But uh, I would like to see within the next hour or two some heat come back on so uh, everything warms up again. Uh, with that said, just keep it here at 1011.1 FM, and we'll keep you updated on all the news. Heidi does a good job uh, with that. So the CARES Act uh, that was uh, started during the pandemic, uh, uh, Elizabeth, we got a story here I'd like to talk just about a couple of minutes from. It's all the time we got. The scale of fraud in the unemployment program created by the CARES Act has reached a staggering, <clears throat> excuse me, staggering level. The report begins by discuss, uh, discussing a fraud scheme which cost taxpayers an estima- estimated $11 million, according to Orange County prosecutors in California. This is according to NBC. Uh, there was a, a group that was actually charging people $700. You give them 700 bucks. And uh, they would file a false unemployment claim for you uh, who d- for people who did not qualify to receive COVID-19 relief money. And uh, the Orange County oh. District Attorney, Todd Switzer, said this is a breakdown of catastrophic proportions that has failed the American taxpayer. He says, if you think it's only happening in Orange County, it's not. It's happening all over the state of of, uh, California and all over the country. Uh, The Labor Department Inspector General has not completed their full investigation, but they suggested that they estimated at least $63 billion, 10% of the $630 billion disbursements has been misspent. And with that Maybe great double. news, with that news, I'll let everybody go. Hey, Elizabeth, you stay warm. Hope we get heat soon in Cabot. Thank I hope you. so, too. Talk to you later. We'll talk to you later here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning.
guys are here. They're in the studio. They're they're all looking at me like, well, Dave, what are you going to do? All right. No. Scott, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Good to see you back here again. You got away with the staff last weekend, huh? We did. We did. We do this uh, at the beginning of each year. Each secular year, we uh, I kind of go away and pray right after uh, the holidays and see what the Lord might say to me about what the next year is going to hold, how we're supposed to do things. And uh, the Lord spoke and uh, shared it with my staff. So we're ready to go. I got a, a question for you because sure. this just came up yesterday. Iverson Jackson was here. You know Iverson. Mm. And he's a he's a great Christian man. And and then Paul was here. And, uh, and I was talking about how the Spirit was working with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically when I go to bed, I, I uh, carry on a conversation with the Lord until I drop off to sleep. Uh-huh. For me, that's to me that's the best way. All right, sure. Because here's the key: if I if I die in my sleep, I'm gonna wake <laughs> I'm gonna wake up in eternity, face to face talking to Him. Still. Yeah, there you go. And I'm kind of cool about yeah, that. Yeah, for but sure. But anyway, uh, you all know the things that that uh, have been impressed upon me. The vision I've been seen I have been given about a school and. Uh, what is today? Tuesday. It would have been Sunday night. That was reiterated to mm. me again. Oh, wow. Excellent. It was reiterated because I've been questioning here just recently. It's been two years now. Yeah. And I've been saying, you know, okay, okay, Lord, you gave me this vision and I told you I'm in. Yeah. But you got to give me the provision. Sure. And that hasn't come. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if this is a faith thing or what it is. All right. But. Uh, I mean, I've I've been out on some land and cabin and prayed over it and claimed mm-hmm. it, and so I'm I'm waiting. Amen. I'm just waiting. Amen. So we'll see if it uh, you know when it happens. Praise God. You know, and and what goes on about it. But I I looked at both of the guys I was talking to, and they kind of looked at me strange because <laughs> I was saying, you know, the Holy Spirit was mm-hmm. working with. Now God didn't talk to me. Yeah, right. sure. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. The Holy Spirit talked to me, the yeah. Helper. He yeah. he's always talked sure. to me. Sure, uh, and uh, and it, people look at you kind of weird mm-hmm. when you talk about that. And I, uh, maybe maybe it's, I should be more bold about that. But I I just don't uh, I don't share that except mm-hmm. with, with with a few friends, yeah. like right now, with the thousands of people that are listening right now. But you know. And, and I'm, look, I'm not, you know, some some serial killer or something. All right, God's not telling me to go out and kill people or anything. Yeah. But God does direct my life. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. The Bible uh, uh, talks about a, a small, still voice. I think mm-hmm. that's what most people hear. It's that 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 small, still voice that is in, within our spirit that uh, the Lord leads us and talks to us through. And, and unless you know what that sounds like you can't you can't describe it to anybody right, right. i mean that would be like you know uh you know you trying to t- explain to somebody how to recognize my voice but you really wouldn't have any words to you just have to he- someone just has to hear me to know what i sound like and the same way is true with the holy spirit unless you're familiar with that voice and what it s- sounds like you can't really you can teach people how to hear the voice but until they actually do um you know it's an experiential thing well let me just sure. say when I say talks, it's it's not like what we're sitting here and talking. Mm-hmm. Right. It's distinctly different it than is. that. Yeah. I know it's, you know, there's not a sound to it, kind of. <laughs> it, it, it's real. I, it, when 
Do you know when somebody talks to you and they're a really, 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 really good friend mm-hmm. and it affects you deep down? Mm-hmm. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It affects you in a place that nobody else can affect you at. Yeah. And, and you know, whenever you have a, 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 you mentioned a good friend, you know, if, if Steve calls me on the phone, he doesn't have to tell me it's him. Yeah, Steve. Right. I recognize yeah, I his him. voice. <laughs> But if some random person <laughs> called me, they would have to tell me who they are because I don't recognize the voice. But, right. But when you're familiar with people and you have a close relationship, you don't have to introduce yourself. I mean, if your mom or dad calls you, you don't, they don't have to say, hello, Dave, this is your father, this is your mother. I mean, it's just, it, you know it intuitively. So um, it requires relationship to actually hear it and understand what it is. Yeah. I just, do you get that, though? Do, mm-hmm. do you sure. guys get that, too? Sure. You, you tell people it, and, and they look at you like, uh, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> You, you need a you need a nuance how you tell people about God speaking yeah, to you. It depends yeah. on who you're talking to. You know, you can either with some people you might say, I just kind of felt or I had I had this impression or mm-hmm. I just kinda knew I was supposed to do it. But then you with other people you can say, The Lord spoke to me today. I mean right. you just yeah. have to be wise about how you actually had tell some people. pretty funny conversations, you know, back and forth with him. No. And always had a <laughs> had a funny uh one when the the voice of correction seems to be a little bit louder and more clear, and I've been They're painful. You know, yeah, so you know, it's something you got to apologize, repent for, or something. Many times go, oh, now you want to speak loud and clear. Right. Now right. I don't have to go See, searching and for that it. attitude. Is the whole <laughs> problem. There it is. Uh, Rick, Rick Bazette uh, gave the sermon across the whole, you know, uh, New Life Church group uh on sunday and he talked about repentance mm-hmm. and it was really a good sermon yeah. he was very very good and thought he did a good job the, the only thing that i i worry sometimes within the church today is we seem to apologize if the lesson's going to be hard right yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh or if <laughs> do i don't want to sound negative you know and mm. Brother, preach it. You don't have to do that, no. You know, God God has put something on your heart. Mm -hmm. Bring it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm a big boy. mm -hmm. I put on my pants, Mm -hmm. and I came to church, and I'm ready. Yeah. Well, the call to repentance is not meant to be easy because you're doing something wrong. Yeah. But what I liked about what he said is that it, you know, people look at repentance as a negative, and it's not. It's one of the most positive things in the Bible. Yeah, it's it's totally a positive thing. I think I warned that I was likely to step on some toes and upset some people, but I don't think I apologized for it. I I was the the last couple of of times I've been in the pulpit, um, it's been pretty pointed uh, about some behaviors. But I don't. I don't think I apologized. I, I did think I, I gave a warning. I was like, "Look, I, some of you are gonna be mad at me before this is over." And if, well, and if you're offended, come talk to me. Well, afterwards. I, I, I think that but, um, you know, you know what Dave is saying. I think you know when when he has the attitude, you know, bring it. Right. I would I would say that you're in the minority with that attitude. Yeah, I think absolutely. the vast majority of people in the body today are offended just by someone looking at them wrong. Yeah. Uh, Offense is everywhere. So I think that I think the pastors probably have had so many negative emails and phone calls and texts mm-hmm. that they then preempt their mm-hmm. they're speaking more mm-hmm. to the majority than to people like you that are in the minority and so they say listen before you before i start let me just go ahead and preempt this and say you might be a little upset i might yeah. step on some toes you know my apologies usually go i'm sorry that you're a big baby right 
And there's Steve for you. And I wish he was playing. I wish. No, that's I wish that was a joke. Steve is. But you know what? I just it. I mean, I didn't think it was hard, man. Yeah. Not hard enough. <laughs> no, I think it needs to be harder because the church is failing yeah. well, let me miserably tell you, we, somewhat. The, yeah. the, the sheep are scattered right now. Yep. yep. The flock is scattered. Uh, you know, you're saying about how many people are, you know, have returned to the, the sheepfold. Uh, <laughs> Not in, enough. In, 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 in uh, Cabot. And, um, you know, and we have the same situation going on. But, but get this, nationwide, there's a 77% drop in church attendance. Yeah. Yep. This has never wow. happened in history. If you look at church attendance we started keeping records back was it the 40s or 30s and every decade there's been like a one or two percent drop in yeah. church attendance then you get to the late 70s between late 70s and 2018 and there was an 18 percent drop but then just in 2020 alone a 77 percent drop this, yeah. this never happened the sheep are scattered into the highways the byways the mountains the valleys the pastures the fields they're they've been scattered uh, and um, and there's going to, I mean, from at least from my perspective, there needs to be an, a a full out um, uh, rescue effort. Yeah. To, uh, and you know what I hear the, in the my block. heart? I hear the word remnant mm. over and over yeah. and over. Remnant, I was going to say there's remnant, two ways remnant. to look at that because we've often talked about when the Bible talks about a great falling away yeah. that's going to come. <clears throat> we look at it from the idea that um, maybe it's a falling away of doctrine, maybe it's a falling away because of persecution. Maybe this was the excuse that the marginally committed needed right. to stop. Yep. So there's, there's, it could be one way to look at it is that, whoa, so I, I don't have to worry about people judging me for not showing up anymore. Now i got an excuse to not be regularly committed. Could be that. Uh, could be just the fear of COVID as well, but we just don't know. Okay, what, so it, now i got – here comes one of those hard questions. <laughs> okay. We like those. This is for everybody who's listening today. Uh, what happens if – you're going back to church, but your spouse isn't. Mm. What do you it's do tough. then? And and how do you deal with that so you're not preaching at them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, they, if, they, if they start saying, well, you know, this is easy for you. You know, you're here and I'm there and blah, blah, blah. I mean, what do you do then? I, I think it depends on um, who you are in the relationship. I mean, if you are the... If you're the husband, then you have a, a headship responsibility over your family, and I think that um, that would require a a conversation with uh, the spouse, and and then say, and then say, listen, you know, biblically speaking, as a head of my home, I, I am scripturally I have a responsibility to to lead you, and so I'm telling you it's going to be okay. I'm asking you to. Uh, uh, to come with me, and then of course, being sensitive that if the person is scared, mm-hmm. then you need to you know, put some faith in them, pray with them. If they want to wear, you know, a mask or two masks, or sit in the back or sit over in the corner or whatever. And Fauci said, "Not proven two masks protect you better." Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and back in February, he said masks not at all would protect yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Many things. He's, changed He's been everywhere. A, he's changed a lot. And then if you're the if you're if you're the wife, um, you know, then. Um, where you don't have spiritual headship, then um, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to just, you know, lovingly sit your husband down and say, listen, you know, you know, in our relationship, you know, I love the Lord, uh, you know, more than you. And I mean, maybe you could say, I don't know how you want to say it, but, but you're going to have to do it was hard. Yeah. You're going to have to say, I have to, I have to follow the Lord and do what I believe is right in my heart. If you don't, if you're not going to follow with me, 
that's between you and God. I'm praying for you, uh, but but um, but this is right, and, and and then go and lead by example. I mean, it's not an easy conversation to have. Yeah. All right, got to take a break, and then Billy, I'll come to you because I I stopped you as you were <laughs> opening your mouth. So we'll get here what Billy has to say when we that. continue. <laughs> Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Break and then more coming your way. Bible guys are here. 823-0965. That's the number to call if you've got a question. All right, back with you. So a little bit of uh, real life there in that last segment. Because it's going on right now in churches everywhere. Yeah, yeah. About, uh, you know, one spouse uh, wanting to go back to church. The other, for whatever reason, not wanting to. Uh are you are you finding you guys and Billy? Let me go back and let you finish up your thought that you had when I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, in a lot of cases, you're, you're going to have to treat that just like um, a, just like a believing spouse connected to an unbelieving spouse. Now we know that Scripture says, "Don't be unequally yoked," but um, sometimes that happens because. Uh, both individuals come to a marriage as unbelievers and then someone becomes a believer. Um, and how do you, we, we've, I've dealt a lot with that over the years. Um, generally women, because it generally been, it tends to be women who come to, to Christ first in those sorts of situations. And how do they lead a husband um, to faith? And, and a lot of that has to do with um, living a lifestyle and refusing to bend on that. Um, re- refusing to negotiate with a spouse on on that faith, and then living it faithfully in front of them so that they have the opportunity to witness that. Same thing here. Um, go ahead and go to church. Go ahead and be seen to be being faithful, uh, and to let your your witness there. Um, and you know, pray that you don't get COVID because that's really not what you want to have happen in that sort of situation. But God um, is perfectly capable of using a faithful spouse to help drag along a, a, I won't say unfaithful spouse at that point because that sounds weird, but a, but a spouse who is needing their faith built up. Yeah. I've had some ladies who, who've come to me and said, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a stay at home mom. Uh, and, um, but my husband is, is not, either not a believer or refuses to walk out his faith. But I want to. Um, he doesn't allow me to tie, allow us to tithe. I can't give yeah. or anything. And um, and they said, "What can I do? How can I? How can I give?" And typically, um, you know, sometimes I'll ask them, "Well, does, does your husband give you uh, an allowance each month?" And a lot of times I say, "Well, well, yeah, I get a, you know, I get a food allowance, a car allowance, or whatever." And I said, "Well, why don't you?" Just, you know, do what you can where you're at. And then I said, you can, whatever money you get coming to you, I'll maybe, he may not let you tithe off of your, your right. family income, but if you personally get some money given to you each month, then as an act of faith, you go ahead and you give um, a tithe off of your, you know, your groceries or whatever it is that you, that you have. So, you know, it, um, this is one of the reasons why the Lord says, don't but be on an right. yoke because right. Right. he knows if you are, you're going to have these Great problems stress. and yeah. you're going to create these problems for yourself. Uh, um, but then again, um, he even addresses in, uh, I can't remember which book it is that if, if somebody comes of faith, uh, <clears throat> and their spouse doesn't believe and it, it, it really kind of looks like he's saying to, that they could even leave. And if the spouse doesn't want you to be a part of, because they understand that concept. So he says, if the spouse is willing for you to stay as a person of faith, mm-hmm. then stay, um, because it, it's, that's, it does cause such a division when people, I mean, I grew up in a family you know, on 
one side of my parents were they never went to church because their my grandfather was a Jehovah's Witness and my grandmother was a Catholic. How on earth they got together, I have no idea. But neither one of them would let them take that other child to service because of yeah. how you know different um, opposed their beliefs were. Right. And so all of that creates such a big uh, stressor and consternation. During this time when people have not been going to church, all right, for whatever reason, uh, I just heard Steve talking about a, somebody telling him they kind of liked watching it on, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the the laptop instead of having to get up and, and go and be part of it. I will tell you, there's a difference between yep. watching it on the laptop and, and yep. being there. I'd much rather be mm-hmm. uh, at the surface. I feel like you can feel the service, uh, the, the the spirit's presence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not saying you can't feel it when you're watching it on. <clears throat> but it's different. Uh, yeah, it's different. It, mm-hmm. it is different. But I think it's easy for people to fall into carnality mm-hmm. sure. uh, during this time. How do you deal with that with a married couple or or engaged couple or a guy that likes a girl and, you know, whatever? I mean, you can take it all the way to wherever you want to. One person has become carnal. The other person has not. What do you do there? I mean, from like a pastoral perspective? No, or no, how? I'm talking about let's go where the rubber hits the road here. Oh, let's yeah. talk about relationships sure. that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that our listeners are dealing with. Because there's people out there right now who know what I'm talking about. Well, the, mm. if it's the person who is of faith that is less carnally minded, um, it's a test, but you'll find out where they stand um, because they will make a decision. And if they're just dating, I think the the and it's hard. But yep. if if I found myself in that position, I would it, my my response would be, "You're not who I thought you were. Right. Uh, this relationship is over." Because don't don't talk to me about being a person of faith, and now you want to go sleeping around before we get married. That's that would be then you're not a person of faith in my view, and you are not who I thought God brought in my life. Peace. Okay, yeah, well, well, it may not be that carnal. Well, okay. well, I I'm thought just, that's where you were going. No, no, I thought that's what you meant. It may, it may be a person saying, you know, um, I'd rather do this than go to church. You yeah. know, kind of thing. Gotcha. Oh, like, like I'd rather go. Let's go. Let's go biking today. Yeah. As opposed to okay. Yeah. Well, let me just go ahead and say stuff. first of all. If Steve would have found himself in that position, he'd be a dead man because Casey would have already killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but going back to the the other, um, then then this is where the person who is. So we're assuming then that the more the, the less spiritual is wanting to go biking or let's go climb Pentacle or yeah. it's a beautiful day or whatever. Yeah, right. uh, this is where the other one who is who is more spiritually strong, whether they're male or female in the relationship um, has to establish their love for God more than their love for right. their their mm-hmm. their girlfriend, their boyfriend, or whatever spouse and and spouse, and they have to then they have to assert that. So listen, I would love to go climb Pinnacle after after service. So I'd love to go biking with you. Mm-hmm. Let's let's uh, after service, let's go by and grab a, a pack lunch and, and take it on to, to you know onto the trail of the, of the mountain. But there has to be a little bit of assertion for. Just like this person is asserting themselves for biking, you have to be more assertive for church. Right. Uh, it's almost like God is always getting the the back seat to people's um, mm-hmm. to people's life. So do so if everybody has a job, do you say you know what? Let's not go to work this morning. Let's go ride bikes. It's a beautiful day. No, you go to work. 
uh, let's not go to, to school today. Uh, let's go uh, bike riding. Your parents say, no, you're going to school. For some reason, mm-hmm. everything is more important uh, than, than the house of the Lord. And this becomes the great challenge for, uh, uh, for everyone. But the one who's more spiritual has to be assertive in their faith. Things like, sure, you want to go ride? I think you can go pedal that bike on the highway to hell down there, so just get on going. <laughs> All right. That's See, that's probably the not mood. the way that is in the mood. But I'm we'll just teasing. I, I wouldn't were. do that. We come back. We got, uh, I got other questions for him. I'm, I'm, I, I want to talk about where the rubber hits the road today. Okay. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, how do you not come across preaching? Mm-hmm. To your spouse. We'll talk about it when we uh, continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I get, you probably can figure being a talk show host and being a seminary student that my wife has said that to me a couple of times. (laughs) We've got uh, Rush. Let's get to it. Okay, so what have I been telling you guys here for quite some time now? I've, I've been passing on one of the great philosophical statements that my father shared with me when I was a young man. And it was, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody (laughs) Nobody. happy. All right. Uh, And today is February 2nd. It's Groundhog Day. By the way, Poxatomi, Phil saw, did not see a shadow. There will be six more weeks of winter, he said today. Mm. So just letting you know, don't shoot me. All right. I'm just a messenger. But the bottom line is, is, is that, uh, there's some things that you just, you learn over life. And one thing I've learned is I can screw up Christmas Eve. I can screw up even my anniversary, but do not screw up Valentine's Day. <laughs> and today is February 2nd. Valentine's Day is the 14th. If you want to take your wife out to dinner, make your reservation now. Because don't wait until the 13th. You're not going to be able to get in, especially with the way that they're seating everybody in restaurants now. Mm. But if you want some bling, most women's like bling. I have to tell you, my wife is kind of the different. She doesn't like to wear jewelry because she feels like it makes other women that are around her, if, they, if she's got a lot of bling, they don't have anything that makes them feel bad. Mm. And so she doesn't like to wear a bunch of rings and stuff. So the bottom line is I get off the hook for bling, but not for <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, get a hold of Eric Coleman over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Right now it's too late to have something, you know, very personal made that is absolutely different than anything anybody else has. As you know, it's an, an item, a ring or a necklace or a bracelet or whatever that's made specifically for that person. He doesn't have time to do that right now. Uh, you could set that up to give it to him on their birthday later this year or whatever. But the bottom line is he has a lot of great uh, items in his uh, on his counters, in his counters. Go over and check them out. Get uh, your your wife or your significant some, other something that they would really treasure and look forward to holding on. Make it an heirloom for your family or whatever that she might want to pass on to a daughter. And uh, you know, you can do that by just go visiting some with uh, Eric for a little for a few minutes. He's at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, or you can call him at 501-246-3655 and talk to him. You'll love Eric, real good conservative guy, and he'll give you some really good ideas. Just don't screw up Valentine's <laughs> Day. Um, we're, I'm just, just 
take a warning from a guy who's now getting old enough that he feels like he can give some people some counsel. All right. That's my counsel today. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. All right. With that said, let's get back to the Bible, guys. It's uh, We're looking about 22 minutes left here today wow. on, on the show. We're moving along. And we've been talking about things that I think a lot of people are dealing with right now during this COVID time. Mm. A lot of people are, I don't know, wondering where God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, if there's one thing that I, I got to say that the Lord has worked with me for the last 10 years, maybe longer than that, is that. I can put my faith in him, and he is always there. Amen. Mm-hmm. He, is, he has done that for me. And I've lost jobs. I've had illness. I've had a lot of different things happen to me. I had my, my oldest brother die here just recently. And my, my, even my wife looked at me and said, you look at death, death so differently yeah. than anybody else I know. <laughs> And I said, because it's not real death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a body, but he's still alive. I'm yeah. going to see him again. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that. Amen. Amen. So uh, that bothers her sometimes. Mm-hmm. My, my wife's the same way. We've we've attended 20 funerals in 24 months. Wow. Um, and wow. Just that, that older generation of our family all dying off at the same time. Um, and... And some friends as well. So, but I, I'm very much of the same um, sort of mentality. It, it doesn't. If I sit around and dwell on um, that loss, it's, it's brutal. But I, I don't because it's, it's not permanent at uh-huh. all. I mean, we are all immortal creatures. Whether you, whether you think that way day to day or not, we are all immortal. You are already immortal. You will spend eternity somewhere. Um, None of us is is going to check out at the end of this and just be gone. That's that's not the way this works. So uh, I don't I don't tend to think about it uh, in terms of they're key, gone above and beyond the spiritual side of it. It is a scientific fact. Energy can neither be created nor, nor destroyed. destroyed. Mm-hmm. So when the energy leaves your body, it goes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk science? I'm talking science to yeah, you now. Right. All right. Well, and it, they've done measurements. They've done measurements. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know who. Twenty in the grams. Would, I don't know who in the world would volunteer <laughs> for that particular experiment. But they weigh you. Um, they they have done experiments where they weighed individuals as they were passing, and the and the body loses about twenty grams at the moment That's that exactly you, right. you pass from life to death. So you tell me what left the body at that moment. There was a great movie done about that. Really, Benicio del Toro oh, yeah. was in it called 20 grams you should watch it mm-hmm. it's good, mm-hmm. good. Is, it ever heard is, it, of it? is it a recent movie uh, last 15 years maybe for dave that's super recent you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, i was talking to my buddy fred flintstone about the script was done on clay tablets yeah, so. yeah that's right but yeah it's just uh, you know when you bring up when people wonder where god might be uh, the question that needs to be asked is, who moved? Yeah, because God, yeah, and you're God right. doesn't move, and right. so if you're feeling that God's not there, then where'd you go? Because it's not where'd He go; He's uh-huh. going where'd you go? And that's the question that God's been asking ever since Genesis three, right? When He said to Adam, "Where, where are, are you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so why He hid Himself 
because he had something that he did that he wasn't supposed to do. And that is the basis for the gospel. That is the basis for everything that God does forward is he's asking all of us, where are you? You know, I heard a uh, heard an example uh, given several years ago back in the day when there was uh – Remember the the cars that used to have just the one seat in front? Mm-hmm. They weren't big bench. That's called a bench seat. Bench seat yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> it was a it was a couple uh, that um, had been uh, had been married for quite some time, and um, the wife was um, they're driving somewhere, and the wife was um, looking very uh, bothered about something, and the and the husband asked her what was wrong, and her and she said to him, she said, you know, what's happening with our relationship? And he said, what do you mean? And she said, you know, we used to. When we were in the beginning of our relationship, you know, we, we used to sit side by side. You would drive with one arm on the steering wheel, one arm around me, and 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 look at us. We're sitting, you know, as far apart as we can now in the car. And his response to her was, "I haven't moved. Right. I mean, I'm still at the steering wheel. Yeah, I can't move. I can't move. You're the one who's slowly scooted over to the side. And I think that goes back to what Steve said. You know, we're the ones who have made the move. God is always the same. He never changes. He is consistent. His 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 views don't change with you know with societal changes. He is he is the same, and so we're the ones who said, "Well, I don't quite believe that as much as I used to." Well, that's mm-hmm. not quite as important mm-hmm. as what it used to be. Well, my time is really God understands I need my time alone, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to stay away from His house, and and so we start doing this, and slowly we're inching away, and then one day we're like, "What happened, God? We used to be so close. You used to answer my prayers all the time." And the Lord is like, you know what? I haven't changed a thing about myself, and I'm not going to because I am the Lord and I change not. And that is the answer for the question that everybody's asking in the entire nation, what has happened to our nation. The entire nation Mm -hmm. has moved away from God. And the scary thing is we've moved from falling away to now shaking our fist. Right. Right. And that's the part that we should be very nervous about. Okay, so that brings us to one of our questions. Oh. All right, so let me if I go could, ahead. Go if, ahead and say I'm going to if, you, look, if you look at the um, statistics from uh, society statistics as far as uh, uh, everything from the immorality to to murders to um, 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 drug abuse and alcohol abuse and so forth. If you look at the how our statistics have run, uh, it's amazing what they look like before. Prayer was taken out of schools and after prayer was taken out of schools. There is a massive shift Mm -hmm. in societal degradation uh, after prayer was taken out of school. And, uh, you know, none of us grew up in a time where you prayed in school. Um, You may, you may, you remember that. Yes. We didn't grow up in a time where you actually prayed Mm -hmm. in school. And there's just a a massive change in what has happened to society. So, like Steve says, we've, it's, it can be applied to our nation. And now we're at the point of shaking our fist. Mm. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who will say, but kids can pray whenever they want to. You can't stop them and blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to tell you this. There's a difference between individual prayer and corporate prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is a difference to that. And sanctifying the environment that they're in, the classroom, the state, every aspect of our society was sanctified because we called out to the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the Messiah. It was a sanctified place. And when you then remove it and then now say, well, you can pray to whoever you want, it's no longer sanctified. Yeah. That whole uh, where two or three are gathered together in my name doesn't apply just to the church. That when when we gather wherever we gather, mm-hmm. um, the Lord shows up. And where he shows up, that turns that place into a holy place. That's right. Turn changes that place into a place dedicated to him in that moment. So. 
when we removed that. Now, I I guess maybe just because I grew up in tiny little towns, I do still remember. Uh, I'm probably up until third or fourth grade where we switched from prayer in the mornings to a moment of silence. Really? So, yeah. yeah. But I grew up I, in I tiny, tiny, tiny towns. Yeah. So. And I, I watch it even today make its way into our culture. Yeah. I mean, this football cult, uh, cult coach out in Washington State that used to gather his players mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they would pray after the game and got fired because mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. uh, now it's going up before the Supreme Court. Your, uh, your Freudian slip there was actually more accurate. Yeah. The football cult. Yeah, well, yeah. there's yeah. a cult. It's, it's, it, I'm talking about there's a cultish attitude in our country. There sure is. There is. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a scary attitude. It, it makes me wake up some mornings and read because I start reading as soon as I hit the floor. Yeah, to see what's going on, and I see some of the things that are being said, and I go, "Holy cow! Yeah, what is going on with you people in your heads?" Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the death throes of a, a of a defeated enemy. Mm. Um, there's very little time left. Whatever Satan's going to try to accomplish, he's got very, very little time I left. I like that you so, said that because I, I, me- I mentioned enemy. that because I've always said that about the Democratic the Democrats is that, you know, everybody said, well, they're making so much noise. As I said, that's what an animal that's dying does, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and and I know that they've got control again, so to speak, control. Yeah. They don't have control, mm-hmm. all right? They don't really have control. And the, but the bottom line is, is, I think they know they're already defeated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, evil evil always loses because evil always eventually turns on itself. Because no, no matter how far you push down a path, there's part of, of that group that wants to push harder, right? I mean, they're already turning on each other. Well, you're not doing enough for us. You know, BLM has already come out and said, well, the Democrat Party's not doing enough. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so y'all are going to eat each other alive. Uh, and that's, that's the reason, you know, good stands because good has a driving force behind it. That is unified. And that is why Christ said, be one That's right. as the father and I are one, because when we unify together with the spirit of Christ behind us, I don't care what the world throws at us. All right. Got to get a break in final break for this hour. Bible guys are here. Uh, we had questions. I'll get to one about first fruits guy. First time he's ever sent in a question. So we'll hear what he has to say. You know, has anybody told you that they got their house for sale and nothing's happening because, well, they think the, it's because the housing market's cold. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, at least in Cabot, it ain't cold. It is hot, 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 hot. Uh, kind of, the houses over the last year are up 10% in price. It's a hot market. It's a good market for the sellers. Uh, you know, you can talk to like Alvin, guy I know, uh, wanted to sell his Otter Creek home called Dustin uh, uh, Turner, get a quick cash offer because they do that. I'll tell you about that later uh, this week. Dustin showed Alvin how he could get more money by listing his house on the market and sell it quickly. And Dustin listed Alvin's home the first week of January, usually the worst week of the year for home sellers. In one day, 24 hours, six offers. If you work with Dustin Turner, he's going to help you get the most money for your home that's the way it works so uh, get a hold of dustin turner with the home team broker by exp realtor uh, they can give you an instant cash offer if you want one without the large hidden fees 
But uh, call Dustin, 501-952-2969, 501-952-2969, or visit him online, hometeamsoldit.com. All right, let me have you guys answer a question here. This gentleman, it's the first time he's ever written to you all. I like to hear what theological insights might be given on the concept of first fruits. I've heard many on television telling me to give a first fruits offering, but I still don't understand what that is. Is it a tithe? And even if I'm supposed to give it to a person on television, shouldn't I give it to my local church if anywhere? Thank you very much. I know Steve has done a bunch of research on first fruits. You want to fire away with Uh, that? Well, tithe or first fruits? Well, he wants like to know both. is a um, is first fruits, a, you know, just a tithe is is it the same? Is it the same thing? Well, yes and no, because the first fruits, yes, you want to bring in the the tenth, but uh, as Pastor Scott's taught, that goes all the way. It's not a an old covenant only thing. It goes all the way back to Genesis when uh, Abraham first brought the tithes to Melchizedek. So anything that we come in, the principle still applies. You know, some people can get down to the um, the you know brass tacks, if you will, about well, it doesn't really mention in the New Testament. It doesn't say this. It doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. But there's there's the principle that still exists. So everything right. that comes in, it shows for me. The picture it shows is um, where's your heart at? Where's your connection at? And though there may not be a specific commandment for us in the New, there is uh, uh, the principle that I think we should still follow. Now, if you want to start talking about getting ready for the first fruits that comes um, right after Passover, then that's a little bit different because that lays the foundation for something that happens at Pentecost. Now, if you want, I can go into that right now. You've got, you got five minutes. <laughs> okay. So it goes with getting ready for when Passover comes. So when during the time when the uh, first month happened, the month of Nisan, and then 14 days later they, they prepare for the Passover – how they did that is the the priest would go out into the field, and when they begin to see the first fruits begin to harvest, come up out of the ground, they would mark that area, and that was the area that they were going to come back later and offer to God. And so then 14 days later, you go past Passover. Um, then they have the first Sabbath after that Passover. The priests go out and gather up that first bit of barley that they saw, and they would bring that in, and that's what they would offer to God. And so when you see Paul make reference to the um, Jesus being the first fruits of the resurrection, that he's playing on that because he was the first one that rose, and so we will be following just like him. And then that, that whole thing gets into a whole setup of Pentecost because 50 days later they continually was watch it, was all it that Was it wheat grow. or was it, was it barley at I, that time? I believe it was barley. Barley, yeah. barley first and then wheat. Yeah, I think both grew at the exact same time yeah. there, but I think it was barley. Okay, so, so that's the, the the part of first fruits. But when you talk specifically about the first fruits of all of your increase, is what the Bible talks about. Right. Then um, that I would put into the tithe. Right. Okay, so he says I've heard many on television telling me to give a first fruits offering, yeah. but I still don't understand what that is. Is it a tithe? Mm. And then he follows that by saying, even if I'm supposed to give it, uh, and am I supposed to give it to a person on television? Shouldn't I give it to my local church if anywhere? Yeah, it's not the tithe. That if he's talking from that, that's not the tithe. Right. That's the that's over and above. Right. So when they what those people who are trying to teach that to him are trying to play off what I just talked about. Right. And right. So that is the first fruits of that particular um, offering 
but then the tithe would actually come after the harvest in which they would actually bring in a tithe of whatever came in. That's just acknowledging basically back in those times the, the, that God provided, the right. seed sprouted, the water came, the, the ground was fertilized, and now you're bringing to God that, hey, this is the beginning of what I'm going to get in the future. That's right. what that is. And, and it plays on the, that, uh, the, the commandment for um, all of the firstborn of, of both man and animal belong to God. Yeah. So, so does the firstborn of the field. Um, that, that first harvest there, that, that first portion of that harvest belongs to God as well. So, okay, so every payday, I cut 10% right out of my check, and I yep. I send it to my church, okay? Yep. Does that mean that sometime during the course of the year, I should take 20% and send it, an extra 10? Is that what this is telling me, if I'm looking at a first fruit? Or is it more than 10%? Is it a Holy Spirit thing? Mm. Um, I, I think uh, if we look at all of the various, if we just want to talk about what Scripture says, I think if we look at all of the various offerings. I think we're offerings, safer if we do yeah. that. Right. <laughs> if we do look at all the various offerings, um, it, it's, what, 28, 27, or 28 percent? It's a lot. Um, yeah. it, it's much larger than what most people um, would think. Um, we do um, we do 10 percent right off the top, and we do that off of our gross income, Um I, I think I would be safe doing that for my net income. That is my increase. Um, we have always felt comfortable. We would rather be overgivers than yes, undergivers. Uh, we, we give with a joyful heart. We support missions. These are these are things that God loves, and therefore we want to be out there doing. We want to do the work that God loves, right? So, so we have always been um, givers because uh, it's it's amazing to see the work that God can do with that. But um, uh, most times when people on television are talking about a first fruits, they're, they're getting you, they're trying to get you to contribute to a building fund or something of that sort. And the answer to your question, um, yes, support a local ministry if at all possible. All right. Scott? Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. Thank you, sir. Good to see you again. Steve, thank you. And Billy, thank you. I'd like to keep on going, but they won't let me. All right. There's another show coming up right after this. We've got news for you. It's a Dave Ellswick show tomorrow. It's Wednesday. How about that? And uh, Attorney General Leslie Rutledge at 6 a.m. She's running for governor. We're going to talk to her about it here on the Dave Ellswick show.